1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, backpacking and blisters, people, family? This is Derek Somerville, and alongside me today is... The only outdoorsman I've ever witnessed utilize his own farm of termites and a large stick to whittle himself a didgeridoo out on the trail. (laughs) Carl Mandrioli. What's up, dude? That's actually impressive, using the termites. I like that. You like that? I like that. And with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who thinks a receding hairline is simply a parade of rabbits hopping backwards. Wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a second. Took you a second on that one. Did you Google that one? Anytime, anytime you laugh, you want to ask if I Google it. No comment. I, you know, no comment is right. No comment is okay. right. And speaking of no comments, yeah. you, the last episode that we put out was the trail name generator. And yes. you named all these different folks, like gave them legit trail names, some of them more questionable than others. I tried. No responses at all to that. A lot of hate. Nobody, lot of hate. No, no, nothing. It's like neutral. Like nobody said like, hey, I, there's no way I can use that or like, hey, I might actually use that, but nothing. You know, I took that as maybe they're, maybe they're sampling it and they need <laughs> to see how it goes. I Test don't know. it out for a summer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Makes me feel better. Okay. Either way, I am secure either way, Carl. I'm not going to worry about it. I believe you on that one. <laughs> was, oh, and speaking of being secure in yourself, we released a video, which I don't think a lot of people have checked out, where a couple of our friends actually mocked our podcast. It's called Mohawks and Mustaches, and this was on last year's mm. trip in Yosemite where they just basically took an argument that was kind of silly that we had, and they turned it into a wrestling match. And pretty entertaining for being out on the trail. And, and actually, um, I think it fits with our theme for today's episode of Ridiculous Backpacking. Indeed. And that's on the YouTube channel you were saying? Right. right. And I'll, okay. I'll put it in the link for today's description as well. So, yeah. So, Derek, we got a kind of interesting episode today because we've got two things going on. The promised Ridiculous Backpacker. And then I wanted to follow up with a trip report from Capitol Reef because I think that that's worth talking mm. about. Even though... You didn't go, even though like I heavily recruited you to go. I know. Yeah. I wish I could have. But I do have a verse, and I think the verse is going to pretty well apply to the, to the trip report. So Proverbs 26.11, like a dog that returns to its vomit, mm. a fool does the same foolish things 
again mm-hmm. and again. Vomit. That's a great verse, actually. Very memorable yeah, verse. Yeah, and there's no vomit on the backpacking trip, but it's just... The, the, it's more the second part where it's like I feel like I you know I've been backpacking for a long time but I'm still making some silly mistakes so yeah we'll get to that though yeah I'm gonna open myself up to you <laughs> this is a rare moment <laughs> folks a rare moment rare but common moment <laughs> okay so Derek let's dive into the most ridiculous backpacker of all time first let's kind of get to that and we've been talking yeah. about it for a little bit I put it out on Facebook and we had some nominations yeah. so the criteria was that they had to be um, not a newbie, right? Correct. A seasoned okay. hiker, backpacker. And people were allowed to nominate themselves, but um, this is meant to be like intentional absurdity or just like continuous mistakes on the trail that I guess I'm, I guess I'm qualifying for with my upcoming trip report. But anyway, yeah, just the most ridiculous mm. of all time. And so just to clarify, like we've got our buddy Rocky, and he like – Hands down, he would be the winner of the most ridiculous of all time if we gave him like the Lifetime Achievement Award. Like he's just constantly <laughs> ridiculous, right? So we want to limit it to just a few things, like your top moments of ridiculity. And so we're going to go back and forth with some nominations, and then we're going to have anybody who's up for it vote on our Facebook page. We're going to put out a poll, which is going to include a few other things from previous episodes. And then we'll share those results in our season finale. It's true, yeah. And I feel like if Rocky did win this, he would be proud of this award. You know? Now, he's still a contender because his, we're still going to share some of his top moments. We're just not going to reveal people's names, so that way it's fair. Okay. And we've got a couple guys from our crew that are on this list. Okay. I mean, I'm okay, okay. with that. I'm worrying about your presentation of these items if you're going to you know, have some weird tone that will give it away. I'm worried about you. You think I'm going to give away who it is? Maybe. Okay, Derek, so who's first on your list? So I got a individual uh, who decided to wear a Gumby costume. You remember old Gumby and his, uh, his little that horse? That is very old school. Super old school. Uh, Gumby costume, and he wore it around. Um, like while backpacking? While backpacking. Okay. Didn't say if it was for the whole time or just one day, but... They wore this thing around, which is pretty awesome. I'm going to call this guy Stretch because Gumby <laughs> is very flexible and it reminds me of stretchy things. <laughs> stretchy so things. We'll call okay. this person Stretch. Fair enough. I've got somebody on my list. He's got, that's, that's, that's got one interesting thing. This gentleman I have has, has more than one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you value the actions, kind of like wearing the costume versus like the item itself. Mm-hmm. That'll be up to to everybody to determine. But on my list, I've got a gentleman who, at one time, tried to take his shirt off. Like he had like an overshirt and an undershirt. He tried to take his shirt off without taking his pack off, just so that he would not be the first person with his pack off. Mm. Sort of makes sense. Well, you don't you don't want to be the first person with your pack off. You don't want to do that. All right, no. so that's <laughs> that's the first thing. And then apparently. His group was making a documentary years ago. It was like their first time trying to make a backpacking documentary. And so they were filming predictions for the trip. And this guy filmed himself, kind of like a selfie. But the only shot he got with the predictions was the camera pointing up his nose. (laughs) That's the footage they had to use for for the trip. And then one, let's see, what else is on his list? He brought a two-legged chair one year and defended it, arguing adamantly that it was a wise decision to bring it. 
mm. telling everybody that it was like, you know, awesome to have a two-legged chair. And then the next year he brought a four-legged chair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He also might have brought a drone into the backcountry. Wow. That's, this guy's a rebel. Yeah. This guy's He's got four things on his list. That's, that's big time. This guy's, okay. this guy's going legendary mode. <laughs> so I'm going to call this guy Nose Hair. <laughs> nose Hair. <laughs> Nose hair. Wow. Um, okay, nose hair and stretch. Uh, next on my list is an individual who brought a fishing kit full of flares on an off-trail hike to a mountain pass. Okay. Interesting. Just, flares? Just, just one what? thing on this this person. Um, flares in the fishing kit. So I don't know if it's like, you know, you, you know, maybe you get lost and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to light a flare in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best choice, but, you know, I guess if you had to do something, that's something you could do. But Was it a fishing kit? Do you think he was using the flares to fish? Maybe. You know? I mean. Like he was going to burn the fish to submission. Like beat him somehow? Burn him? Beat him? Like some people throw dynamite him, in the water yeah. and they blow him up. Right. Right. Kind of right. Okay. That's definitely ridiculous. That's pretty ridiculous. Okay, that's that. Only, that's that. That's the only thing for that. That's guy? it for that guy. We'll call that guy Torch. We'll call that okay. guy Torch. All right, I got a, I got a guy nominated on Facebook. I just gave that away. That's all right. And he did, he brought a tent with him, kind of like a solo tent, and it turned out to be like one of those little kitty tents that you might put up maybe in the backyard, but more likely inside. Mm. He did not fit in the tent, so he had to curl up inside the tent, like leaning against the walls and the foot of the tent to fit in there. And that's what he brought on a backpacking trip. That's just ignorant. I don't know what to say about that. I'm gonna call him just. I'm just gonna call this guy Kitty Tent. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna call him Fetal Position Man. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's okay too. You stick with your own nicknames for your own list. All right. All right. My next individual. This person, one, one trip, uh, brought a toilet seat mm. and attached it apparently to their backpack. Okay. Um, they also hiked in flip flops. The entire okay. The entire time, like, are we talking low mileage, high mileage? It says here plus forty plus miles. Wow, wow. So we're okay. talking some serious mileage in flip flops. I don't know what kind of flip flops, okay. but flip flops alone are pretty gnarly. Uh, and then the third thing this thing did, this person did, was they brought a metal full set of horseshoes in their pack. Metal. And this is on How the much same way. It's got to be like what, fifteen minimum? 15 you think pounds so? Minimum? Fifteen pounds. May, maybe more. Depends what kind. Everything right. was metal. It says the stakes, the you know, the shoes and all that. <clears throat> so you got okay. what? You got like four shoes and like two stakes. That I don't know. At least 15, 10, 15 pounds at least. Yep. So carry that in their pack with the flip flops and the toilet seat, all in one trip. Okay, so he's got a list of three. That's crazy. That's pr- that's impressive. I've got another guy with a list of three. And All right. So what are you going to call this guy? Uh, let's call this guy the extreme. I'm just going to call him the extreme. Do you want to or- call him something so that people that are voting know which guy mm. this is? Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay let's, let's make it the toilet horse. <laughs> we can call this guy the toilet horse. <laughs> Yeehaw, toilet horse. Almost as good as Camel Cud. Almost. That is. That's gonna be. That's gonna catch on. Camel Cud will catch on. Okay. I'm gonna get a license plate that says Camel Cud. Or that's right. You should. Falcor's breath. Surprise! You haven't already. Falcor's breath. <laughs> okay. So the next one, I've got a gentleman. I've got three things on this list. He actually brought a badminton set out into the wild. 
Huh. And, and he played badminton with his friends. That's pretty impressive. And then right. he brought one of those white plastic patio chairs. Mm. He strapped that to the back of his pack and carried that over four mountain passes. Wow. He should, if only he had a two-legged chair, it would have been better probably. I know, I know. Well, that's that. I think he was he was one up in the other guy for sure. How much is a patio chair? Like four pounds? Five I pounds? Say, yeah. yeah, probably around four pounds. It's, yeah, it's plastic, but it's just kind of big and bulky, so it adds up. Yeah. Okay, this next one, we talked about the term trail magic. We I did. I think that was, was it last, last season? We talked, we're doing kind of yeah. some different, different definitions. Maybe it was earlier this season. Either way, so his interpretation of trail magic was actually performing a <laughs> magic show out on the trail <laughs> and in front of strangers, like not just with his friends, but just in front of a, a small group. You might call it a small crowd. Yeah. Did it say if he wore did it say if he wore a costume? It appears he wore a top hat, bow tie, like kind of like suit, like tuxedo shirt kind of suit thing. Oh, and a cape. He wore a cape. Oh, and, hmm. and white gloves as well. Not to mention the gear for the tricks All themselves. Outs. And so I'm not sure how much total weight that was. I'm sure a couple pounds. But it was more, I think the I think he's trying to take credit more for the act of performing the show. Hmm. So I will call this gentleman yeah. the the magic man? You're going to say the magic? I was going to go with, uh, with, with, with magic badminton. Yeah, that's, that's okay. We'll go with that. I was just going to combine the words that way people remember who I was. I thought you were going to call him. I actually thought you were going to call this person abracadabra. <laughs> what do I know? Abracadabra. Magic badminton it is. That's right. All right, you got one more, right? I got one more. This, this person has uh, one, two, three. I see three things here. Maybe, yeah. So this this is pretty insane. Um, okay, <laughs> we're trying not to sway the listeners. And you're like, this guy's pretty insane. Well, just just reading what I'm what I'm looking at here. Uh, okay. okay, so this person first crossed a stream by pulling on a wire in an inflatable chair, mm. uh, and they fell one time. He fell in the water once with his pack on. So, so he so he submerged his pack basically. Yeah. Okay. So that was number one. Okay. Uh, number two, he dressed like Nacho Libre for the day. Third thing this <laughs> person did was, which is, this, okay, this is pretty ridiculous. So he brought a football with him and he punted the football. So what happened was they, they hiked up a mountain. Okay. And just as they got to the top of it, he, he thought it would be fun to punt the football back down the mountain. And then not, go get Not it. the way he's going, but the way he just came from correct yeah correct so he had to backtrack down the mountain to get the football that he punted for fun and then he had to climb back up the mountain so leave no trace leave no trace and extra miles (laughs) that's right extra mileage so we'll name this guy uh nachos and footballs nachos and footballs there you go that's that sounds like a good Sunday to me. <laughs> so we've taken this backpacking podcast to another level where we're just highlighting some of the things that really nobody should ever see or experience out in the backcountry, and we're kind of semi glorifying it because of how ridiculous it is. But I think from mm. all these nominations from Facebook, and then if some of the listeners have seen some of the, our, our videos, you could probably identify some of the people we're talking about that maybe we mentioned from our own group. There, I'm curious to see who comes out on top. It will be interesting. Um, a lot of interesting choices on the trail by these people. 
So I think the one takeaway from this, though, Derek, is that you know when you're kind of new to the trail, you always bring things that you regret, and you realize later, okay, that was not something I needed, that was extraneous, whatever. And this episode will make people feel good about themselves because there's always somebody out there mm. who's more ridiculous it's and experienced and ridiculous. That's true. So, That's true. yeah. So speaking of that, let's let's transition over to the trip report. We got that I've got for Capitol Reef National Park. I predict that a lot of people listening out there have never been to Capitol Reef National That's Park. That's possible, Carl. That is possible. The reason why is because it's just not it's not a very well visited park. Well, is there a reason for that? I think it just doesn't get as much publicity as some of the other ones. I mean, Utah's got a bunch of fun desert parks, and this one's kind of like a smaller one. It's it's long and skinny, and so a lot of the trailheads you've got to drive a ways to. Some of them, you know, you got to have a four-wheel drive vehicle. There's just some challenges there. Mm. But I wanted to cover a few okay. things, things that I wish I knew before going, and then some of, some of my, of course, my fails for the trip. And, yeah, like yeah. honestly, this is a trip that you wish you went on for real. Like you would have loved this trip. Yeah. Yeah. So slot canyons, lots of different mm. guys that were super fun to hang out with, mm. amazing scenery. Yeah. There's no trail quotas, no fees for entry into the park, no fees for the permits. And I would definitely go back there, but I would, I've learned, I guess, from going the first time. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some situations that I encountered because this is just a different kind of trip. And I want to see, you know, we kind of allowed you to be the virtual trip planner. So now I'm going to put you in the trip leadership shoes and I want to see how you'd handle this, mm. like how you'd respond, oh what boy. you'd say, what you'd do. Okay. You okay. for this? All right. I guess so. I guess I'll, let's do it. All right. Situation number one, we went into the ranger station to get our permits and I'm talking to a lady mm. and one of the other guys from the group just comes right up to the desk and he just like aggress- almost aggressively. He's like, he talks to another ranger, a gentleman there, and he's like, excuse me, is there water in the backcountry? You know, because we're going to the desert, right? <laughs> and the gentleman, kind of an older ranger, looks at him and said, you know, it rained recently. Absolutely, there's water. And the guy's like, okay, good. So he's like mentally thinking, we're going to bring the, the water filters, right? We're not going to have to pack in as much water. Right. So I go through the whole permit process with this lady yeah. who's named... Ranger Ann. Yeah. Yeah, not Ann. Not the same person. But, still, but, but Ranger still. Ann. Yeah. And then at the very end of our discussion, she's like, and just so you know, like this is obviously the desert, so there's not going to be any water in the backcountry. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so I've got two. She's like, there might be some on this like southern part of the trip because we did like a figure eight. Yeah. And so our, on the upper loop, she's like, yeah, there, don't expect there to be water there. Yeah. So how do you plan for that, Derek? What do you do in that situation? First things first, I think I would reiterate what we just heard. Like, hey, uh, you know, your partner there just said it rained and there'd be plenty of water. Thoughts? And then I'd see what she says. If she's okay. like, yeah, well, maybe, I'm not sure. Well, maybe it could be, you know, maybe some of that <laughs> kind of like not direct answer stuff. I think I just pack for water anyway because, I mean... It kind of stinks, but I would not want to get out there and be like, oh, they were both wrong. Uh, there's no water. And if it just rained, do they really know for sure right. if nobody's been out there? I'm going to say no. But um, So I, I think I'd take the safer route with the water. I mean, how many miles right. were you going? Ooh, so the plan was to, I think we were going 22 total over three days. It didn't work out that way, but we were yeah we were shooting for like around 10 for the first day for that day that we were in the ranger station. Uh, I think it would bring a little extra water. Yeah. 
I feel like I'm always in a hurry to get out of the ranger station. I just want to get on the trail. So I did not ask that question. I just assumed that the rangers don't, like you said, they don't always have the latest intel. And so let's just play it safe. So everybody did bring extra water. So um, I'll just tell you that my my shoes were soaked for most of the day because of how much water there was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maybe a little bit of exaggeration, but we actually did come to a waterfall that was running pretty good. (laughs) You know what would have been fun is if you could have got soaking wet the last day and then just gone into the ranger station and be like, hey, Anne, um, just thanks for the tip on the water. Thanks for that tip on that water. I appreciate it. Not interested in showing anybody yet. But here's the problem is that I feel like it's good to trust the intel of people that are already on the trail. And so as you see people leaving the trail, yeah. you know, approaching the trail, like you can just simply ask them. That's a good idea. But because this is not a very well-traveled park, even though we showed up on a Saturday, peak mm. season for desert backpacking, yeah. we did not see anybody for a long time. Really? Yeah. So, And there's only one other car that was parked at the trailhead. So yeah, we just couldn't get that intel. So we just yeah, we ended up hiking with a lot of extra water, and that's just how it went. And yeah, yeah, on the bottom loop, we we were able to get some intel from some guys where we brought some extra water just in case. And then we actually poured some of that water out when the guys were like, "Yeah, there's water up ahead." So oh, okay, so we were able to to lighten our load a little bit there. But okay, for, that was our first the first scenario for you. Second nice. situation. This kind of goes along with maybe like a fail on my part, but typically I kind of get a sense for like where we're going. I'll, I'll look it up. This trail not only had, you know, information about the trail and what you might see, but it had pretty clear, like, travel directions. And so I thought, I'll just take a look at these on the drive, like, no big deal. Turned out I drove the whole way, which is fine, but I never really examined the directions. We, we brought them with us, but we didn't really look at them all that clearly because there was no junctions, really. It was just, you know, like a loop. So anyway... We got to a point where we did not know where to go. Like, we had no idea where to go. So we had the map, which shows a pretty straight line through this canyon, literally through a slot canyon, and then we had these set of directions that didn't quite match up with what we were seeing. Hmm. So we were basically climbing around these slot canyons and then trying to do these offshoot trails, hiking up to a different ridge that was clearly the wrong way, but just trying to figure out where to go. And we just couldn't figure it out. Like the directions were so unclear that we hmm. just didn't understand how to interpret them. So what do you do? Well, let me ask you this. Um, would it have helped if you were paying attention to the map early on? No, the map was of, of zero help. It just looked like you go straight, basically. Oh, well. And, and just so you know, straight leads into a slot cane that gets narrower and narrower, and then you get up into to your, basically to your like above your knees in ice cold water hmm. in the dark hmm. and you see a crack of light that looks like maybe a kid could fit through, but not a grown man with a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> so worst possible scenario, just say worst possible yeah. scenario. Okay. Right. Um, so your map is of no use, You, right. but you know you have to go in a straight line? I mean, that's what it appears. Like we know the general direction we're going. I mean, it's hard for me to say unless I'm actually there on this one. I feel like I need, I would need to. That's where I was. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, what, what do you do with this? So could you have gone like around anything or would, did you? So we're in a canyon. There's not, I mean. You can't really go. You'd have to backtrack. The and... only way around was like, it can, there was kind of this exit point from the canyon to the left, which we, which I knew was not the right way based upon the topography. Mm. We kind of scattered that area for like an hour, maybe two and yeah. headed up this, this ridge. And I'm like, this is not the right way. We need to descend. And so. Yeah. Do you send somebody up ahead? Did you send somebody up ahead the straight way and see what it what it looked like? I was the guy that went into that narrowing canyon. And you're like, I was the guy. And you're like, this straight. isn't going to work. I was like, yeah, this is yeah. Maybe if I had a rope. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, yeah. you have two options, right? You're saying straight or left. Okay, so what are the, yeah. 
I mean, I guess I'd have to go left and like backtrack or something or trying to figure out where. Yeah. So we did a heavy backtrack and had to climb down through some of those slot canyons and just camped it. Um, just, you know, basically a couple miles from the trailhead. And so yeah. because the slot canyons were so cool, like it was worth it, but we tacked on a ton of extra miles that day, kind of going back and forth, trying to yeah. search out the situation. So did, uh, wonder why there, it's not like clearly marked at all over there. Then, huh? So we didn't read closely enough, but, but it was still unclear. Basically there was a bypass around the slot Canyon. And uh. so we read that to be like, Hey, if you don't want to see the slots or if you don't want to climb around the slots, just take the bypass, but they're all kind of going the same way. And it wasn't reflected on the map at all. Right. And the bypass really was the way. It wasn't like, take this way. Instead, it was that was the main route. That's oh, what happened. Wow. Yeah. So we figured that out later. Lesson learned. But So we, yeah, we had to backtrack. So we didn't, we didn't fulfill that loop, unfortunately. That's too bad. Last one. We're in the slot canyons. And being the trip leader, I was trying to figure out where to go. So I had to be very focused. And I had to be the guy kind of taking point. We're lost kind of for hours the parts that we weren't lost were literally climbing up and down these kind of rocky areas in the slot canyons. But I had to go to the bathroom really bad. There's nowhere to go? I can't a canyon, man. And you're in charge. Mm. So um, do you make the entire group wait while you go to the bathroom, or do you hold it for essentially five hours? Okay, one. Okay, two things. One, um, I don't know if I'm giving you the map anymore because you keep getting lost on all these trips. <laughs> two was there any of that knee-high water up ahead could you have just like peeled off and be like hold up guys i gotta handle some business here in the knee-high water in the ice cold like it's hurting sometimes my feet you gotta water, sometimes you gotta take one for the team it's either that or you gotta pop a squat into the <laughs> hole and then they're gonna see what you do i mean can you can you well okay. I, here's what i would have done i would have been like hey guys just uh you know mosey on up there a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna backtrack another like 50 yards here and you know, handle my business, and then I'll catch up with you. That's probably what okay. I would have done. If you got to gotcha. go, you got to go. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, for sure. I held it for five hours. <laughs> 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 what is everybody else doing? <laughs> Nobody else went to the bathroom? Not number two. Yeah, and, and, or they, they did when I was kind of out sco- scoping some areas. I wasn't the only guy scoping out, but there was definitely a time when there were guys that were kind of just hanging out. So okay. That's tough. So those are some tougher situations. That's tough. Anyway, so we did, like I said, a figure eight. It was super cool. We had some different scenery. I've got some video of this stuff that I'll release later, um, including me mm. going into this dark area with the kind of the crack of light. I got some of that as well. Yeah. Okay, so I got to own up to my fails now. and I'm ready for this. I'm, ready. I'm just going to let you have at it, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share. Some of these are pretty embarrassing. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, the map, losing you know, your way, I mean, you've done that before in our trip. So I wasn't too shocked <laughs> by that. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll try to put these in increasing embarrassment order. The first okay. <laughs> one relates specifically to to one of our podcasts that we just recently recorded oh, about the first aid kit. We had somebody step on like a cactus in his flip flops, and so like one of those small needles went into the bottom of his foot. Ooh, no tweezers! You had no. Tweezers. And I was like, I was like, no problem. I got you covered. I have the mini tweezers that I mentioned. Remember those? Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And so I pull out the first aid kit. I don't have the mini tweezers. For my no. first aid kit. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I have no idea where they went. Dude, no idea. What uh, did you guys do? Uh, he. Well, first of all, we tried some different things, but he. We had a guy with like one of the kind of a bigger knife. And so he uh, tried to like kind of wedge it out. I think he got most of it out. He got it enough oh, to where the guy could walk the rest of the way. That blows. Yeah. That. Oh, oh. Yeah. 
Definitely need the tweezers. Definitely need the tweezers. Okay. Next one. So we were hiking, and I'm just okay. I'm just talking. We're in a canyon. I'm just having a good time talking. I'm I'm literally looking down because it's so rocky. I'm watching where I'm stepping, and I'm just watching the guy ahead of me. And I've got my hat on, so it's kind of you know, kind of as you're looking down, it kind of shades your view a little bit. And I literally walked like yeah. full speed into a tree limb and <laughs> gashed my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing this happening. Uh, well, did you fall back on your back, or did you come? No, 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 no. I, but I was like stunned, and I had okay. to take a second to recover. Wow. Um, did so, you cut yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was bleeding. I mean, not like it wasn't like a bleeding, like dripping to my face or anything. But yeah, it was. Uh, I would have made sure you're okay, and then would have mocked you for the rest of the trip for sure and forever, probably. Man, how did I miss <laughs> this? I'm missing all the good stuff. Okay, so then the next one. We had to climb up and out of the slot canyon, and I was wearing running shoes, right. which were not good shoes for this trip, and they couldn't get any grip on the bottom. Like, there were plenty of handholds to climb up. We used the parachute cord to lift our right. backpacks up, but I, I just couldn't, like, I just was having a hard time climbing. I, I wasn't flexible enough to kind yeah. of put my leg in a proper spot to get purchased with my foot, and so I was just slipping there. So, mm. because, you know, because I'm a bigger guy, I had like three or four guys up top like anchored themselves in so that I could grab onto their arms and lift up. As I'm doing this, the only time we see other hikers on the trail, like on this particular loop, they arrive like behind me and they're like, hey, everybody, you know, how's it going? I'm like, great, I've got a bigger audience of embarrassment right here. And so they end oh, up pushing wow. up on my feet. I want to say you're like your you're your own trip saboteur in a way. Kind of. Like <laughs> I made it, but it was embar- it was totally embarrassing. Definitely. Was like the most, like everybody, everybody. We had nine guys in our group. Everybody's watching me, and then we have like random guys. And you organized this trip. Up. You're supposed to be the legend. Like you're. Right. Like, I'm not you know. the legend. I keep on saying wow. that. Um, okay. Wow. So you got lost. You whacked your head in blood. And you had to get multiple people yeah, to help you. I, I get help, yeah. And yeah. I have video of that too, by the way, so you can enjoy that. Wow, I'll definitely enjoy that. Yeah. All right. Wow. The, here's the, here's the worst one. This is this one you can just enjoy. The first morning we had, like it had gotten down into the high twenties at night, and remember how I said there was so much water, like my feet got soaked. So my shoes were they didn't dry out; they froze. And so I'm walking around my dry socks, Oof. but man, I was. Like I was trying to put my shoes on, but they were just like icicles. So my feet were so oh, cold as we were trying to pack up camp. And there's cactus everywhere, so it's not super safe for me to walk around in socks, right? Yeah. So how do I warm up my feet? Well, right. I had my stove going, and so I hovered my foot with my sock on <laughs> above the, <laughs> the stove. And in two seconds, there's a hole in the bottom of my sock. <laughs> It's full circle. Right. Full circle yep. has happened. Full circle. Oh, my gosh. I would That's like to point hilarious. out, I was not drying my socks. Uh, we, we what were you that. thinking just, in that moment? Yeah. <laughs> irrelevant. It's it's irrelevant. Um, yeah, what were you thinking the moment you saw the hole in the sock? Uh, I will never live this down from Derek. That's amazing. And, you know, you, you, you think you can gauge the distance properly, but you just can't. No, not even close. Because I, I actually was not that close to the fire. I was pretty high up, and it still made a hole immediately. Yeah. Fire is elusive. That's that's the truth. <laughs> Just saying. It's a shifty old girl. It's a shifty old girl, and you can't keep her in one place. I right. am one sad that I missed all this ridicularity 
Um, but I'm glad that you shared it. You know, it makes us all feel human. I appreciate yeah. it. Right. That, there's my trip report, kind of in a nutshell. We, there's a lot, of, a lot of awesome stuff that happened as well. I would go back there, and I would hope that you would come with me. I ha- oh, I, I'd love to go back there. I'm, one, one observational note I think all B&B people are kind of thinking is, you had all this, these, this like list of mishaps, but then I just found it ironic you didn't include the couldn't read the map getting lost on the mishap. That was just like part of a normal trip for you. Um, was that just standard play there? Or is that, uh, what, what? yeah, well, the map I was reading correctly, like I knew the, the correct direction to go. I just didn't know that there was the bypass was the main way that one. I'm going to kind of, I'll take half ownership on that one. Okay. I'll give you half credit because okay. we've definitely encountered some lousy trail markings and vague, yeah. vague signage, you know, on trips. So I was pretty positive. It was through that narrow crack and I was correct. There just was a way around that we didn't know sort of connected up with that so okay yeah Yeah. okay anyway okay a couple couple last shout outs my uncle went on this trip he's 63 years old and we had a 15 mile day where we had to climb up and over some pretty hefty like off trail mountain stuff on our uh second day and he did that he was awesome and also i want to say this has never happened before but on the last morning it was 6 44 in the morning 6 44 a.m and i get out of the tent and i'm the last guy out of the tent of all the tents what? It's 644, really? and there were two to three tents that were already packed up, 644 a.m. What? This is like your dream scenario right here. No, 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 no. I like sleeping a little bit. Oh, man. Is Maybe it now, let me ask you a question. Were there older, and you you're your uncle who's 63. Did you have yeah. any other older gentlemen? Because usually, I'll say in general, people mm-hmm. like that like to get up early. For sure. You know? Besides my uncle, I want to say that I was the oldest guy there. Really? Yeah, the rest of the guys were were 30s. We had a 29-year-old as well. Wow. So okay. the 29-year-old, I think, was the most ready to go, actually. Good for him. Yeah. All right. So Sounds like quite anyway, the thanks trip. for listening. I tried to, yeah, I tried to kind of pick the, the points. And I think I'm going to make, like, I think more people need to know about Capitol Reef. So I'm going to make a video about things that I wish I knew before I went. And people will be more prepared to go. Mm, mm. Okay. okay. All right. So there you go. So we got trip report, ridiculous backpacker. Not sure those went together except for my fails. I think I kind of qualified for negative ridicularity. Yeah. Is it time for trivia? It's time for trivia. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. 
Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com So we're going to do this trivia a little okay. bit differently today. and We're going we're gonna to get a little creative, okay? So everybody just bear with. What I did was okay. I found some... Amazing pictures of random backpacking slash hiking gear that you might be like, Derek, people don't use this stuff. But lo and behold, people actually do use this stuff. So what I did was I... You're talking about pictures. So how are the listeners going to see the pictures? So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to have to do is... This stuff is too good to not share with you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to like post these pictures on the Facebook page... And that way, and I'll label them what we're going to label them today. So I'll label and put them up there. And then that way you can see what we're talking about. But I'm going to try to describe these things to Carl. And so I'll post them all up. You can check them out and then um, kind of know what we're talking about today. So so these are things that people bring backpacking, but you wouldn't expect them to bring. No, no, definitely not. Uh, but these are true things. No, n- no, okay. as in I would never expect anybody to bring any of this stuff, but people actually bring it. Okay, so this fits with our theme for the episode. Well done. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll start with an easy one. Okay. Uh, this is something you would use on the trail when, like you said, you had to handle some business and you needed to keep things clean. You bring this along with you on the trail. I've got to guess what this is. Yeah. Like a wet wipe or toilet paper or that squeeze bottle bidet? Which one do you want to go with, Carl? I mean, which one do you want to go with? So it's a squeeze bottle bidet. <laughs> um, so it's not only toilet paper, Carl. It's Let's say you left your headlamp at home, too, or, or, or in the tent. You're just like, oh, man, I wish I had glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. And that's what this is, glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. Somebody brought that. <laughs> Okay. On the trail. I thought it was pretty pretty sweet. We're going to start mellow. This is probably the most mellow of the items. Glow-in-the-dark toilet okay. paper. I'm going to post it on the page. Are these trivia questions going to be, somebody went backpacking and they, they, they need to go to sleep. What item do they have? It's ridiculous. Like I, There's no way I'm going to guess Because these. it's ridiculous. That's why. I want to see how well you're going to... No, I like that. The item is ridiculous, but how in the world am I going to guess glow-in-the-dark toilet paper? You weren't, and that's the point. <laughs> let's just keep going. Okay. Let's just roll it. Uh, let's just see if you can guess. Okay. You know what? I think I'm, I'm going to take a different angle on this. I will just try to guess the most ridiculous thing I can think of, and then we'll see how close I get. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll approach the questioning a little different. Okay. Right. The next item is called a squat strap. Okay. What is it used for? What is that used for, Carl? So I think a squat strap is where you strap something to like an overhanging branch, perhaps one you just hit your head on. And then you squat <laughs> down to pick up your sunglasses or anything else that kind of got dislodged from your pack as you got knocked backwards. So you mm. kind of hold on to it. 
That's not bad. That's not bad. This is a strap right. that you wrap around. One end of it wraps around a tree. The other end of it wraps around above your waist. And then okay. it allows you to lean back and, 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 and act as if you're sitting on a toilet. And you can go to the bathroom without Ooh, really... So t- you did do two toilet things in a row. I did, yeah. And it really saves you from burning those quads. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you squat and you go, it's, it's burning the quads. How much does a squat strap weigh? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't look like it weighs like it would weigh that much. Um, like less than a quarter pound. I'm gonna say less than a half a pound. To be fair. Okay. Are you gonna bring a squat? I'm gonna look for one. That looks amazing. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So the next one I have is this one is something that if I ever saw this on a trail, I'd probably just start applauding um, for the ridiculousity. This person would win most ridiculous backpacker of all time, or, or they'd be like top three. So this is a device that you see on the street that allows people to, I want to say, it, it allows you to move by just leaning forward and allows you to run oh. around. Like a Segway? Segway. There is an off-road trail There's an off-road road trail Segway that, that has like shocks and stuff on it? It ha- yeah, it shows this guy with these like gnarly tires. He's up on some mountaintop with his helmet and his Segway, just looking off. No backpack needed. Just just chilling over some gnarly yeah. view with this off-road Segway. I'm like, this is. Absurd. I don't think I'd bring that backpacking, but I would try that on a trail just for fun. I actually, um, my, yeah, my wife Jessica and I went Segwaying in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, and it was a lot of fun. You had to learn it, kind of. You had to get. A little bit of practice with it first, but... You got a feel for it? Yeah, it's fun. That. All right, we got two more. The next one is okay. the... This is... <laughs> okay. This is something that um, we would tie to two trees um, that you sleep in, but this is something you can sleep in and or bathe in. What would this be? Bathe in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this is this a hammock that is has like a water seal where you can basically pour water there, maybe even zip it up, and you just immerse yourself? It's pretty close. Are you googling the site already? No, I'm just basing it on what you're how you're describing it. <laughs> there's a, this is beautiful. It's called the hydro hammock bathtub, and there's a guy. <laughs> there's there's a guy. Uh, sitting in this hammock in this super snowy environment, no shirt, um, and it, and next to the hammock is this extremely cumbersome and large like water storage deal with giant tubes that go into the hammock that provide you with uh, propane heated water. <laughs> propane. <laughs> There's a propane tank, a water yeah. storage thing, tubes going into the hammock, and he's just looking like he's having a great time. Final item. This is something, um, I don't know if you can really buy this. This is something you more have to create. But um, this is something you can attach to the back of maybe a car, preferably a truck. It's called the bumper dumper. What would that that be used for? (laughs) The bumper dumper. And what might it be made of? How does this relate to backpacking? This is not part of... This is all people on the. I'm, this this is all on the trail. Okay, this is outdoors. I'm looking at it right now. I'm guessing people have gone t- 
you just like talking about going to the bathroom. So people have gone to the bathroom, <laughs> and this is something they've stored it in the bumper dumper, and then there's a spot to empty it out when in an appropriate area. Fair. Um, so on the back of this guy's Dodge 4x4 Ram pickup, he has attached himself a white five-gallon bucket of whatever. And then inside he has a uh, 13-gallon trash bag. On the side, he has a roll of toilet paper. And then on top, this is like where you would like attach the, the towing hitch for the, um, the car. So instead of the tow hitch, you have like a toilet seat on top with the white bucket in the bag and some toilet paper on the side. And he just drives around with this thing on the back of his car. So if you need to go. So it's basically just a mobile port. It's like yeah, a port potty. Port-a-potty. But he just attaches it to okay. his car. Okay. Which is kind of genius, if you think about it. That is genius. I'm going to put that one aside, and I've got a question for you about, about these questions here. So let's pretend that okay. somebody kind of puts all the pieces together here. They go, on, mm. they go backpacking, and they don't hike. They go on their off-road segue. When they go to the bathroom, yeah. they use the squat strap, and they wipe with the glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. At night, to make sure that right. they're clean, they use the hydro hammock bathtub. Do you think that person... Yeah would qualify as the most ridiculous backpacker of all time. That's like automatic. Yeah. I will say that this this is kind of some weird trivia, but I got to give you credit. The fact that you found all this strange stuff that could sort of be used on the trail, like, that's impressive because I, I have not come across any of this. I know. I told you it was weird. I found this yeah. random weird but stuff. I come like, across weird backpacks all the time. There's I don't know. You just see the different stuff out there. I have not heard of yeah. any of this stuff. I had never heard of any of this stuff either until... Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think you should definitely put this on the Facebook page and show people what this is all about. Maybe just, yeah, put for sure. a bunch of for pictures. Sure. That's interesting. Okay, well, rare kudos to you on the trivia, Derek. <laughs> rare. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Creativity <laughs> belt. Creativity belt. All right. So we got a couple things coming up on the Facebook page. We've got Derek's pictures, and then I'm going to put the, the voting poll for most ridiculous backpack of all time, plus a couple other questions I've got related to previous episodes. If you are up for taking... I'm going to say less than a minute of your time, maybe two minutes, mm. to answer these questions. So, Guys, thanks for hanging with us tonight or today or whatever time it is, wherever you are, on the beam. And remember, guys, it is not backpacking unless Carl bleeds from the head. We'll see you next time. I want to So there was another list on the uh, most ridiculous items, guys. It was a there was a whole host of weird sleeping bags. There was, you know, sleeping bags that look like cadavers. There were sleeping bags that look like the inside of a body. Uh, it was one like a shark eating a person. But then I thought, you know, if there was just like a bear sleeping bag, maybe there's a bear sleeping bag, and then that way. Carl wouldn't be scared of bears while we're in the tent, you know what I mean? And he wouldn't have to, like, huddle in the middle of the tent. And I found it. There's a grizzly bear sleeping bag or a black bear sleeping bag. Um, I'll post a picture. And I'm just trying to picture Carl's little face poking out of this bear's mouth as he snuggles up for a long winter's nap. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. 
For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.